And my guest this morning, as I like to do on a Thursday, is have Brian Smith in, our Connecticut County Sheriff. Good morning, Mr. Smith. Good morning. How's life treating you? Great. It's a nice day. It is a nice day. You know? Although I almost had to be late. I almost had to divert. Okay. A little little thing going on, but uh, deputies took care of it. Uh, okay. I did not have to divert, so... I should probably turn the radio off. Otherwise, they'll be <laughs> they'll be talking to <laughs> <Right>? you. <laughs> Nothing major, I hope. Then I hope not, but uh, sounds like everything was safe and sound. So okay, they'll get it sorted out now. Find out what was going on. And go from there. Who was having issues this morning? Okay. Yeah. So, and that's. I'll just ask you this real quick. Then we'll get to calls to service and such. But um, how often? I mean, where is the cutoff when you need to be called in? Does that make sense? I mean, what are the criteria? Because I know your deputies do, you know, the bulk of the everyday things right. for they re- sure. They respond to the, the daily calls. But, right. you know, if there's a a, a serious call of, of public safety, you know, okay. risk to life, basically, okay. um, it, any of us will go. Right. You know, um, Outside of that, you know, if it's a, a serious type one crime in progress, you know, it's um, all hands homicide, on deck, right? arson, those yep. kinds of things, it's all hands on deck. And, um, you know, there's some, generally the sheriff or chief deputy gets on scene and that that's who's in charge and, you know, kind of incident command, so to speak. Sure. And uh, gives us everybody tasks to do and. I mean, everybody knows what their job is, but sometimes you got to narrow things down and, you know, so-and-so is responsible for this and you're going to go do that and mm-hmm. so-and-so is going to go do this other thing and it helps us helps us work as a team better right. and everybody knows what they're expected to do hmm. rather than everybody trying to do everything. Right. You can't do that. Right. It just doesn't work. No, you have to have a kind of a game plan and I know yeah. you... And yeah, so it's... it's myself and my chief deputy and if we're not there you know the sergeants that's their role is to to be the quarterback so to speak and Mm -hmm. and get everybody going the way the play is supposed to work yeah that's a great analogy actually you know it's funny too because i have the dnr website i have them send information and you can do that i'll just throw that out enough there's a dnr thing but they'll send you know what the conservation officer has done for the week and i mm-hmm. usually pick the malax area because it covers quite a bit in our listening area we just kind of see what's going on with yep. that yep. and i've noticed more than once conservation officer so-and-so from this area was called to x y or z and they come on hand Let's say like a, a maybe a bad traffic thing. If they if somebody needs help, does that make sense? Yeah, it doesn't happen real often, I don't think. But I notice they are called out sometimes. Well, and I don't necessarily know that they're called out, but they'll monitor the radio, and okay. if they hear something's going on that's serious in serious nature, mm-hmm. and they can be of assistance, they'll come. Same as the state troopers. Okay, you know that's not their. Their role is is traffic safety, and that's their focus. But we're all peace officers, and we're all licensed through the state of Minnesota. So the the jurisdictional boundaries have more to do with where charges are brought, right? Than they do with our our powers of arrest and so on and so forth. We have powers of arrest across the state of Minnesota. It's just we're focused in our jurisdiction because that's that's who pays us to. Provide public safety um, service, and 
anything that happens within Connecticut County is the jurisdiction of our court. If it happens in Mille Lacs County, it's the Mille Lacs County's court jurisdiction to be prosecuted. Um, so it's more to do with the jurisdictional boundaries have more to do with the prosecution than they do with the arrest powers of the officers involved. Sure. No, that makes sense. So it could be some deputy passing through from Hennepin County to St. Louis County on some training thing, and they can run across a crime and take action. Well, when you hear that more than once, there'll be a story where you'll hear right. that right. an either even an off-duty officer, whatever right. the case may right. be, happens to be there and, ha- and can help in a situation. Correct. Yeah. And our, as licensed peace officers, um, we have full arrest powers 24-7 across the state. So even though we're off-duty, um, if, if we need to take action in, in a situation, um, we can do that no matter where we are in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, you don't just say, oh, off the clock. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? You know, and I'm not making fun, I'm just saying. Right, I mean, yeah. you know, we're not going to worry about speeding and, and traffic violations, that kind of stuff. Right. But when there's serious crimes, and especially involving bodily injury or bodily harm, we have the ability and should take some action to, to stop that. Yeah. So, to keep people safe. It's just good information to have just to yeah. understand how that all works. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll kind of backpedal a little and we'll talk about, <laughs> speaking of, uh, you know, doing what you have to do, how about calls to service this past week? Yeah, we were up just a tick. Um, I think we're just shy of 300 calls for service. Um, we had ooh, 12 new arrests. A um, bunch of those were the typical warrant stuff. We had some, uh, I guess only one probation violation. We had like six failure to appears um, warrants. You know, okay. they didn't show up for court. Okay. Um, a couple driving ones, and then we had a couple domestic assault arrests. Uh, and a receiving stolen property arrest. So when they don't show up for court, yes. that situation, do the deputies then have to go on a search or it just means that keep an extra eye out? How does it work in that situation? So so if they don't show up for court, the judge will issue a warrant because they did not appear. Okay. And they will set the parameters on, on what's on that warrant. You know, more serious crimes, sometimes it'll be a body only. Body only means... You can't bail out. You get arrested, and you will sit in jail until the judge can hear you in court. Um, there's others. They Maybe they didn't uh, appear for court on a – maybe it had already gone through the process and got to the sentencing part where maybe there was restitution involved or maybe some fines, and they didn't show up or they didn't pay their fines. There might be a warrant, but there's bail to the amount that's owed. So if you get arrested and you pay your your bail, which is the fine amount, then you can go without being without going to court. So it depends on the scenario. It depends on the scenario. Right? It, okay. It's all different circumstances, and the judges all have their guidelines. They're all state guidelines, um, and certain things they place more value in, and um, therefore somebody might be held. So then. We get a, from court administration, they create a basically a warrant list, 
and those warrants come down, we enter them into the database, uh, the crime, National Crime Information Database, and that warrant will be uh, listed per its parameters. I mean, there's some lower level. We won't go pick them up unless it's within, let's say, 75 miles of Canaba County. Okay. Or maybe um, n- uh, nothing outside of the state of Minnesota. Um, but if it's serious enough, and they they do, judge feels that they, yes, they should be here in court no matter what. Um, and if they're arrested in another state, then we have to go through an extradition process and arrange transport from that other state. There's a lot more to it than meets the eye. It can get complex, yes. Right, right. Yes. And, Good, and you know, and we, we try to weigh out the the value of bringing that person to justice in Canaima County and at what expense. Because there are some things that are not worth the expense to go get somebody halfway across the United States for a relatively low misdemeanor charge of sure. some nature. It's got to make common sense. Right. But if you're if you're a, a serious criminal that, that caused serious harm to somebody, we're probably going to come get you no yeah. matter where you're at. Right. Going to find them. That's... Yeah. We've been to Florida. We've been to California. Interesting. Um, okay. All over. Yeah. So, and I know the agencies all work together in those situations to help each other as best they can. Yes. Too. Yeah. So yeah. if somebody gets arrested, let's say in Florida, um, that wherever jail they go to, they, they will contact us through the this national system that's basically oversaw by the FBI out in eastern United States. Um, so they provide that structure. It's all on a secure connection. And, they, and we send messages. Um, hmm, okay. <laughs> it's like texting, except it's on this secure, it's, secure yes, dialed-in computer. folks to use, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's been that way since I started, so it's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll send that message, and then we have to respond, yes, we will come and get them, no, we won't come and get them, and make arrangements, whatever, whatever each scenario brings. Um, but if it's a... Let's say we, yep, we're gonna we're gonna come and get that person. We'll arrange extradition. Sometimes they, the the person will have to have an extradition hearing in that other state. Um, if they don't want to come back, sometimes they'll waive extradition, I've and heard then that we'll just often. make arrangements. Right, right. So again, so so much of them are. Each case is different, possibly. Correct. But how things are handled are still there's regular protocol to each situation that yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's there's procedural protocols in place, and and we just take each one step by step, and there might be different paths depending on the answer to different questions. Sure. Within that. So. Yeah. There's those variables there. Yeah. Interesting though, Brian. Considering we, when Brian and I get together, sometimes a little fly by the seat of our pants, but so many things happen. Kind of organically is the big saying now, you know, happened oh, organically. Is that, is that all that it's works? organically. <laughs> I don't know. It just happens that we start talking and these things come up. And I always find that super interesting because it's totally unplanned, but you learn something. Well, you know? yeah. And, and, you know, not not everybody knows all that because they don't have to. Right. Uh, fortunately. Um, but, you know, that's the role and responsibility of your, of your law enforcement officers and, you know, the... Those things are, they've been put in place for years. and uh, It's second nature to folks who are in 
the line of work that you do. So that's why I know when Brian comes in sometimes, I, and that's why I like to ask him about these tidbits because it's just what he does. But I do think sometimes it's interesting for us on the outside to get a better hand, not even a handle, but an understanding of what is part right. of this. And, and, and I like sharing that understanding yeah. because most people really don't know. Right. Because they haven't had to, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a good thing to educate because, you know, it, it might give a better understanding of the complexities of public safety and law enforcement. And as we all know, law enforcement has been under a, a microscope these past few years. And uh, there's all these cries for change and and some of that change is is okay some of it's good but because there's a lot of misunderstanding there's much of that is misplaced and uh it's uh so i i think sharing that understanding will help the overall picture absolutely and i and like i say we're just doing our little part and again not even necessarily planning but this is how these things come out and i appreciate you giving us that insight yeah, brian absolutely. It means a lot to us well i'll tell you what just like that time just flies flies <laughs> flies and i know you've got a lot going on speaking of that so i am going to let you get on with your day but i will look forward to catching up with you next week sounds good all right and again we want to thank our sponsor the good friends over at bozeman newton insurance